Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the second episode of the Blue Toddcast, brought to you today by Easy Riders Magazine, established in 1970. And they're back. And issue two will be dropping soon, so make sure you go get a copy. Thank you, Easy Riders. Also brought to you today by Tellison. These guys have been helping me out for a very long time. Go check out their denim products, Tellison.com. All American made in San Francisco, home of denim. And we have a very special thing. I don't even know if I'm supposed to talk about it, but I've got the sample sitting right here next to me. We've been waiting for it all summer. It is a winter riding jacket. Oh, it's so good. I'll show you more, but I don't know what I'm supposed to say about this thing. It's so beautiful. I'm so excited. I wish you'd get cold. No, I don't, but I do because I got this coat now to keep me warm. Anyway, Talison, thank you so much for always supporting me. Okay, here we go. Episode two, Al Korf. Most of you know him as Al Boy. He's been around in the game for a long time. And I just got some exciting news this morning that he got a storefront. So Six Cycles, which was basically formerly the Blackboard Cafe, which you probably have heard of, now has a storefront. Six Cycles is at 1877 Mintone Boulevard, Redlands, California. Congratulations, Al. That's a huge step. So all those Lee pedals and brake pedals and everything that Al makes, you can go find there along with vintage clothing and any other chopper part you're going to need. So I'm real excited for you, man. Yeah. Al and I took three days off and we cruised around the desert and had a blast. We shot, we shot the shit. We shot some guns. We met up with Austin. He gave us a sound bath and some ramen. Then we went camping out in the middle of nowhere. Um, Al has a, a great family history that we discuss, and one of those things is this place that we he, that he took us to that we went um, camping at uh, called the Chair. Very uh, <laughs> hard to find location, and somehow Austin's buddy rode out from Salt Lake City and met us. Somehow found us out there, and uh, that was a great time. What else did we talk about? Uh, we talked about DVR. We talked about strip clubs. We talked about a ride that we want to create called the Dudes Pull Out Ride that goes uh, right about the time as the Babes Ride Out Ride. So we've got to put that together. That's going to be a good time. Yeah, Al's got some, he's got some good points. I've always enjoyed talking to him. He thinks, he does everything fast. He thinks fast, he talks fast, and he doesn't mean to. That's just his undercurrent. So he's a very entertaining guy to, to go on a ride with. So thank you, Al. Let's get to it. And before we do, let me just say the music you hear in this podcast is brought to you by Rocco DeLuca. So if you like what you hear, and I know that you do, go check out Rocco's music. He's always working. All right, here we go. Al boy. No, I can't hear me. You can't hear yourself? Oh, hold on. Hello? I, I can hear Well, how about that ride, Al? <laughs> Three days, two different bikes. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> that was a small setback. You recovered quickly. I was just thinking about it when we, as we were pulling up here, I was like, man, that was like three full days of riding, truthfully. <laughs> it really was. 
And uh, when you now, break down, even though your day was cut short, it still took all fucking day before I got home. You know, if this is your first time you've had two pretty dependable running bikes, like one of them needs to break down. Yeah, you gotta you gotta take your turns. You know, I uh, I'm awaiting that turn, like the axe that's gonna fall. <laughs> oh, it's coming! If I can make it through DVR. Uh, I'll be pretty happy with the way my bike's gone, ran all summer. I, I think if anyone makes it through DVR, it's like cause for celebration. <laughs> it's a long, it's a long haul, and uh, it's hot. The asphalt, you know, DVR is like that kind of. That's like the, that's like a good test of your bike. That kind of run. It sure is. It's the desert. It's mountains. Total elevation changes. Fast. I miss you know, Troy. Going fast for a long time. Yeah, it's heartbreaking, man. Yeah. It's actually kind of hard for me to talk about Troy, really. It's weird, like, when he died, uh, it hit me so hard. And my dad died, like, six months but I think it was about four months before Troy died. But my dad had, like, a really long battle. And so when he died, it was just like, it was like, thank God. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, just thank God. You know, I was so happy almost. Almost, you know what I mean? Troy died. It was like, I, I couldn't even believe it. I still can't believe it. Like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? Such a quick demise. My dad, like, kind of left me with some fucked up parting words. He was just like, just try to, like, really have fun. Because he was not happy that he was dying. Like, he was—he wasn't done. My dad was in incredible physical shape. He was a... Like, How old was he? Uh, 62. Oh, that's but so young. he is like a triathlete, you know what I mean? Uh, crazy, cra- I mean, he runs circles around most of my friends, myself included, uh, at anything, you know? And, uh, you know, he, cancer, and uh, he was not ready to go. You Did know? he find it early then? No. And just had to fight it? No, I mean, he was the kind of guy, like, he'd get sick like once a year maybe or something but like he would never even know you would never know lived in the gym ate pretty healthy my mom you know they were still together my mom she's a chef so she like really uh you know he ate good but um you know smoked how long ago was that uh well troy's been gone for a year and a few months so about a year and a half okay that's a quick one yeah, it, it it was sad because he was in such good shape when it when when he, you know he found out he had cancer. Um, the doctors were like, "This is gonna suck," because like it's gonna take a long time to take you out. A lot of people are in bad like aren't in good shape. You know they get cancer and it's like super fast. You know, Troy's like still totally different. You know, came out of nowhere and it was just he was gone like that. Like I heard like the day before Troy was sick. Like uh, I. I, t- I talked to I talked to actually um, Mike Schmidt at uh, Born Free and he was like yeah Troy's been pretty fucked up like he hasn't been able to ride his back's been killing him and stuff I was like well that's crazy and you know what I mean that was like two weeks before or a week before Born Free he wasn't like sick sick yet I was like not concerned you know what I mean like yeah. he's fucking Troy he's like fucking Iron Man you know like couldn't even imagine couldn't even didn't even think that but anyways I. I felt lucky to have gone on that last Havasu ride. He was complaining about his back then. Yeah. <laughs> we were we were up that night, and he was kind of, you know. He kind of always complained about his back. Yeah. Like, ah, but old man. <laughs> you know, he'd say something. He'd make some fucking comment. He thought it was from his cycling days. 
Troy, like the Troy I know, would just be like, ah, just put some like coconut oil on it. I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah. like his, that's like his like remedy for everything. And it's like, you'd be like, hey, what do you put in your hair? Like, I don't know, Troy, just like <laughs> fucking hair stuff, like whatever. <laughs> like, you should try coconut oil. I'm like, really? He's <laughs> like, yeah, it's the best. You ever, he, cook, you ever cook your eggs with coconut oil? He used to give me shit about having long hair. <laughs> when, when we were in Seattle, he's like, oh, you're the long hair guy now. Oh and he had sh- he had short hair Shave like yours slicked back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I miss that guy. That was way too quick of a my, life. My time with Troy, like, was, you know, we had kids at, like, the same time. But I left Los Angeles, moved to Inland Empire. And uh, anytime I'd be in town, we'd, like, catch up and stuff. And uh, just laughing about our kids and then the same shit bitching wives or you know annoying ass <laughs> kids like it was like nothing nothing had changed like i hadn't seen them like in a year but we've been doing the exact same shit you know what i mean like oh he was consistent man well you know what it was really his his fault that i moved to la yeah i there was one trip i took down here to visit him and he picked me up from the airport and we i was only gonna be here like three or four days and he took me down to Little Tokyo, and we went to the magazine rack where they had the chopper yeah. magazines yeah, you from could Japan. Buy, you could buy roller. Yeah, and uh, we got one. And this is like one of the best day, like one of the best days I had coming from Seattle, being the rain and the shitty weather for so <laughs> long. It's like sun's blazing. He takes me out there, and first thing we do, we go to the magazine rack, and he's like, "Hey, man, that's you." And I was like. There's a picture from Born Free. It's uh-huh. like a double page of me <laughs> hanging out with this girl. I was like, damn, that's so <laughs> fun. I would have never found that. You're like LA rules. And then he took me to Dugan's shop, right? Which yeah. was the pre-Chun right. yeah, days yeah, yeah. before yeah. we had the, the thing down. Yeah. Upstairs. And uh, I was just like, I want this so bad. Little did I know that, you know, a year later I'd be living there. Uh-huh. And it all came down, I think, to that trip, honestly. Yeah, I hung out there a long time, man. Yeah. Well, I had a lot of fun yesterday. Typical chopper shit. Typical chopper shit. You know, I rode a bike all summer that was too reliable, you know, so it's just like, it was my turn. Making up for lost time. Uh Yeah, when I got that thing, it was like, it needed a ton of stuff, you know, as, as the bike that I bought, and, um... You know, I uh, just didn't touch the transmission. It came with a trans, the four-speed, kind of like, don't really need to do anything to them. If everything seemed like it worked fine. It's almost better to gamble and see how if it goes. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I've heard all, people say all the time, like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, <laughs> just keep riding until it breaks, then fix it. You know, and like, I can't say that that's like exactly what I agree with that, but... Um, in this case, I was just like, "Yeah, it seems fine to me." Like, you, you it, don't want the motor was rebuilt, but the inch trans was yeah. just like whatever. And then it was weird; it like kind of just like locked up. It did sound like it was seizing. I've never heard of a seized transmission, so I, I don't know. If, <laughs> I know. I hope that that we'll gear didn't lock itself in there somehow. Nah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It's, it's a Harley. Only, it's, it's only hardened steel. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> it'll be fine. I my personality is kind of. It it's problematic because I'll create problems in my head and I'll open Pandora's box and it'll be a fucking pretty big setback sometimes. You know what? 
this is what I'm talking about. It's it's called going with the flow, man. It's about the flow. Tell me more about that. Flow, dude. <laughs> you got to just go with it. They 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 tell you. They've been saying it my whole life. Fight the fight the current and drown, you know? God, it's so true. Uh flow theory. It's like my theory of flow is the feeling you get when you uh are like skating in a bowl, snowboarding powder. I'm assuming surfing. I wouldn't really know. Me neither. It's t- I'm not very good in the water. Um, I definitely get on my mountain bike coming down single track. It's like it's like a pumping. You're totally at one with your fucking skateboard and the pool or the bike and the fucking single track, and you get it on a chopper 100%. It's a great it. feeling. You get it like... When you're just right there in that moment, everything is fucking just jamming and your elbows are up, you know, and you know, you're just in it, like in that bike. I just did it. Third gear, wide open, coming down Pioneer Town Road or whatever that road was, you know. I did it through the park this morning. Yeah. That was oh, per- yeah. That was a perfect ride I, yeah, this morning. I, I would say you don't even have to be going fast. Like we were going probably like. 45 miles an hour or something yeah. but it was like that perfect combination of like morning light empty blacktop you know windy roads like crazy views like i i love flowing, a, dude. i love a third gear ride <laughs> i really do i and the the roads are bumpy enough that there's little consequence when you hit one in third there's a big difference when you hit one going in fourth sometimes there's a road outside of kern uh kernville it's a uh, highway 155 and uh you're coming in from like the valley coming into uh towards kern you'll be in third like the whole time like if you're downshifting to second you're just like it's too much fuck that yeah you know if you're clicking up into fourth like fuck that you could just stay into fourth third the whole time and they're just like sweeping turns there's some tighter ones where you might have to chug a little bit through those but don't even bother just stay in gear you don't have to get out of your position and you're just flowing through these fucking turns you know and it's third gear, so I totally get what you're saying. You uh, you know that area pretty well. This summer, yeah. Has... I mean, it's like I mean, it's just like just outside of SoCal. It's not far, you know. And it's there's so much to explore and so much to do. There's so much water. And, oh, that's my favorite. Like camp, swim. This summer's ride. been kind of like a owl boy. Uh, <laughs> um, what would you call summer it? of just George? A director. Uh, recreational director summer. <laughs> you should be a park I, ranger. I've man. led, I've led a few, few of y'all. You have just this morning. This morning was a great hike. I think that's part of the reason the ride was so good. Actually, is was like my state was pretty heightened climbing up those rocks and yeah. Like I grew up coming out here. My dad would take us out like every weekend if we weren't camping somewhere like Kern River or uh local mountains or if we weren't snowboarding or because he was a big ski bum he always took us skiing and he skied when we snowboarded um we went to joshua tree a lot and we i mean we've been to every place in the whole damn you know every uh campsite but white tank which is you know on the out back side that's like our spot like that is our spot and at the very top of white tank in the back it's called the chair and you got to climb up there, and there's a couple tedious spots, <laughs> a little hairy spots. But when you sit, when you get to the top, you sit in this rock, and it's like a carved out, like a little sofa in the rock, and your feet dangled, like 
hundred feet off the ground or something. It's an epic view of the valley. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. My parents used to go up there like in the seventies. It was like it's kind of desolate. A, it's then. kind of a point like if you want to make sense of uh topographically of the park what it looks like and where you're coming from and where you know where yeah. things are directionally it's like Gives a, you great a good point. vantage point you yeah. can to the north there would be 29 palms and then to the west would be the rest of the park and to the south is the r- highway that cuts through down to the the 10 freeway i got a little turned Springs. around when we were down in the cracks <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, where's the sun? You guys stop looking through that camera lens all the time. I know. I know. It got kind of hairy up there a little bit. I'm just tripping out on this crystal that Austin gave me. Austin gave us a sound bath before. Uh, we weren't planning on any of this either. It was just. No, we were just trying to ride and be, be bad boy bikers. We went straight from <laughs> shooting guns to a sound bath. Yeah, no, that was a, that was a good. My ears were still ringing, I think, from uh, some popping some caps in the desert with Gosh. you and then uh then a few minutes later i'm in like ultimate like crystal zen zone you needed a crystal singing yeah i told ball. him i was like i got a lot of stress in my life dude this is uh this is cool and then he gift gifted me this little quartz crystal and he said it's non-judgmental so i should keep it with me <laughs> <laughs> i love that do you feel like are you feel, <laughs> feeling judged outside? Not of the by you, today? but you know this world. This was a judgmental world, so it's nice to have a little non-judgmental buddy with me. Austin's tuned into those things, man. I had him on the. He was the first episode, and uh, I I can't. He speaks in riddles sometimes, I think, and uh, it's good because then I have to go look up what he's talking about. And I'm like, oh, we were talking about some shit that maybe I. I don't totally agree with, but he presented it in a way that like I'm open-minded enough to it. And now here I am staring into a crystal. I asked him, I was like, do you think like all that acid and shit you eat is like (laughs) detrimental to you? He just looked at me in the straight in the face and was like, it's medicine. What are you talking about? (laughs) Like He's like, it's good for you. I was like, got it, got it, got it. No problem. Okay, keep going. And then he just like, would continue on his like, his explanation of um, stuff. He I loved it though. Like I'm yeah. just. I mean, I'm not like as in tune, obviously, as he is. But the vibrations, I was feeling them. I feel them. I was feeling them. You, I've never asked you about this, but you don't really drink much or any, do you? Uh, I spent most of my life as a non-drinker. Okay. Um, not for any like political reasons other than just uh most of my family are alcoholics and uh, drug addicts so it was like weird like at whatever age i mean I, I mean you'll see me i usually have a beer in my hand when we go out i do like it yeah um i just have a hard time drinking more than two or three of them it's weird it's like my body kind of repels it but uh you know it was like hard for me at a younger age being in that stuff but let's go with the flow now man I That's how I am. Yeah, yeah. I just lucked out. I mean, like, thank God. Like, I'm, what a problem. It's hard for me to drink, you know? Yeah, like, right. I know. wish my brother had that, didn't have that problem. <laughs> yeah. Which a lot of my friends didn't have that problem. Yeah, yeah. Well, a... I, I tuned it down in the last two years, and I feel a lot better. I like yeah, it's probably not good for you. Mm, no. Drinking, doing drugs, like, I mean, I don't, I don't even know if I would, like, like, say what austin does is to doing drugs you know what i mean he's like more like 
He's so like at calm and peacefulness with his like mind expanding. Well, Austin experiments with psychedelics. I think that's yeah. a little bit different. Sure. See, there you go. That's, that's the word. That's the right word. Psychedelics yeah. versus drugs. And LSD Our, is a synthetic psychedelic from psilocybin, so it's all kind of coming from the same thing, and it's mind expanding. And I think that's why Austin's so. I got too much going on, man. I'm just like too busy for that shit. You may be the perfect candidate. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. I got this crystal though now, so I'm good. Yeah, me too. Me too. I think he glued it to his gas cap. I'm gonna do something. with I was this. thinking. I was like, Mike, that, like that wouldn't work for me because I've lost gas caps on the freeway. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm a, I, I gotta put it somewhere a little. Maybe. Well, this has got to dangle from something. Oh, like a chain. Yeah. I don't know if you can drill through this stuff. It seems pretty hard. I think you can. Yeah, I think you probably could. I feel like I've seen that before, like dangling off someone's Or just bike. a necklace, even. Look, that's perfect. I mean, you used to live in L.A. Now you live in the desert. <laughs> and now you have a crystal now necklace. Now I have a crystal necklace. Because so, I have Austin. This is natural, dude. Hey, but his shaman ramen, say what you will, that was delicious. That was super good. And I don't like anything vaguely somewhat like... If any, if you could like some like as a at a reach, call it weird food. I don't like it. What do you mean? I eat hamburgers. Well, what's I eat a, hot dogs. What do you think is <laughs> I weird eat spaghetti? Food? You don't know, just like like okay. Do you eat? I wish food? I had. Uh, That's getting. Weird. Uh, we're getting. We're we're entering the realm of weird. Okay. So, um, basically, uh. If I, I I mean if I had the I wish I had the uh the carton here. He we were reading tripping out last night and at and the campsite and it's like judgmental free food or something i don't know what it said you know what i mean it, it seems all. to be a theme with us yeah <laughs> it had uh <laughs> it was like organic non-gmo yada 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 it just would go on and on and on and on of all these different things that it has like cruelty free ramen yeah, yeah yeah it's like noodles and it was spicy coconut which is like not like something you would typically see me eat but like here I am getting sound baths and cruising with crystals. You get one little crystal. And yeah, you're I was like, ramen, doing I was sound like ah, give me the, give me the fucking coconut. <laughs> Let me try the coconut, spicy coconut. <laughs> and I eat a little bit. It was all right. Keep an open mind. <laughs> give me that LSD. Let's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those mushrooms in my ramen. I mean, like, I, it's just how I roll, dude. You gotta go with the flow. I try to. I try to. But, you know, there's certain things I'm just going to be like, no to Indian food, <laughs> no to anything that comes from the ocean, just anything that comes from any water. Like, fuck that shit. Uh, what's next for uh, Six Cycles? <laughs> That's a good transition. I know you got a lot on your plate. This week, I need to finish making some uh, a Lee breaks. I'm out of Lee breaks, and I have uh, to finish machining these uh, backing plates for the Lee clutch pedals. That stuff, the pedal arms are done, and the clevises are done and stamped, but they need to go to chrome. So I didn't do that this week. I went riding for three days. Thank you. You're welcome. And, yeah, I'm going to get home halfway. I'm going to get some stuff done. That's, like, on the work side. I have to do that. And then I'm working on my knucklehead um, that was originally for the Born Free show. Um I don't think it's going to be for Born Free any longer. Uh, it's going to be for me. I'm still finishing it. It will probably be at Born Free, but I, try, I think I'm going to build a shovel head for Born Free now because 
you know, it's like a whole year away still. Yeah. Um, I'm going to finish this knucklehead and hopefully have it at Chopper Vest in uh, December if they don't cancel it. It's off to a beautiful start, man. Thanks. Yeah. I'm excited. You know, when we got home yesterday, uh, after the pan head broke down, no, wait, day before yesterday. Yeah. Day before yesterday, the pan head broke down. I got home at like five. I got in the shop. My shop helper, Ralphie, was not there. My older brother was gone. And I cleaned up really good because you were coming, that you came that morning and took pictures. So I, I cleaned and put all every tool away, stacked everything up. Tuck the bikes away. It, I got a lot done. I had a clean shop. No one was around. Put the stereo on. Put my fucking favorite band on of all time. Which is? Rancid. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I always talk about this. I listen to what I listen to in junior high now, and I couldn't be any happier. I've just reverted back to my junior high musical taste. Those 90s bands are making a comeback in my own 90s is huge. 90s playlist. is huge. Fashion and all kinds of stuff. I heart the '90s. I do too. You know, there's child there's, of the '90s. It's we're picking and choosing the good parts of the '90s right now. Yeah, which I'm digging. Yeah, because there's yeah, some. Yeah. I mean, there's some real shit you don't want to dig back up. But um, Genco jeans. Genco's. <laughs> oh my god! You're not really a bad boy '90s guy unless you've got some Genco some jeans. Genco's and a hemp necklace. Oh my god! Mm. Remember, dudes wore like visors. Instead of hats, visors, and like, and like, that. there was like a dude that had Jinko jeans, an upside down visor, and dreadlocks. Yeah, possibly bleached hair, a skateboard, airwalk shoes. Yeah, my god. Oh my god. I mean, I'm glad that wasn't my prime. I don't mean to talk shit. No, I no, no, a good no, time no. I had time. friends like the. Dude, the first guy that's like smoked me out, I think, was like that exact outfit. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, uh, yeah. Anywho, yeah, I got a, sh- I got a, I got a shovel that I'm gonna build for uh, the Born Free deal. I think in June, and uh, so that's like kind of the latest. Uh, I made a lot of T-shirts throughout the summer. I had a bunch of plans uh, as far as the merch goes. But um, with the coronavirus, I try to just, like, play it safe. The first couple months when it hit, or the first month it hit, I was, like, business stopped. It was weird. You know what I mean? Like, really slow. Everyone was f- scared. I mean, it, it was a scary thing. The whole world was kind of shut down and crazy. Yeah. Were you in L.A. at all? Did you drive around the freeway? No. We, so cool. We came out here that, you know, we shut the chun down the yeah. week it happened. And we came out here full time. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm in, I'm in Redlands, and it I mean, it's like a small town, USA. So like, it was like shut down everything, and uh, but I was like, I've never been scared <laughs> for some reason. I don't know why. I just was never worried about it. I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, I'll be fine. And so, well, everything I they just, were telling us was like, we'd be okay. Our age, healthy. Sure. Like, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That that probably helps too. I just like don't really get sick like that. You know, I think. I, uh, I think. Trump just got diagnosed with coronavirus. God bless him. <laughs> just he'll be fine, I'm sure. I'm sure. He'll take the Clorox and he'll be fine. Well, he has a I think he has a cure now, right? Like when they say that I said to inject bleach, remember? Oh yeah, bleach. There you go. Just take a couple shots of bleach and you'll be good. Um no, no that, like I didn't see the city. I was not in the city. It was city just when like a down. ghost town. It was so cool. Like I drove through it a couple times. It was just like post apocalyptic. It was crazy. Very cool. Anyways, then like just like right away 
things just picked back up dudes were just home after like a week or two of being bored of like or scared people were just like i'm gonna work in the garage i'm gonna work on my shit and people start buying parts off me yeah my business was like doing fantastic during coronavirus uh home uh, improvement days you know yeah a lot of people working on their house i was like yeah i was at home depot every day during that time too getting all kinds of shit um and it was tough like going around because everything's fucking closed it's so annoying people yelling at me to put a mask on i'm like eh, i'm all right <laughs> i don't got one pull the, I, I love it when you pull the shirt over your face they're like nope doesn't cut it go get a mask and i'm just like motherfucker you can please aff- you can't offend a lot of people now just uh not I, so much I, out here i just legitimately this is my stance i know people who don't like this but i walk into every business with no mask on and if they don't make me put it on i do not put it on and fair um, enough it's up to them um most oftentimes than not they say put it on and i say okay and i reach in my pocket but sometimes i reach into my pocket and i don't have it and i tell them as fastly as i quickly as i can um i have a medical condition i can't wear masks <laughs> that works yeah every time i have net to have anyone say anything like what are they gonna do this is like sensitive ass world we live in like they're just gonna be like oh god i could get sued you know i did i do wonder what it's gonna do to formative minds like developing minds when they grow up in this a poor generation in something like poor this future generations yeah where I mean, the they'll la- never know the difference like i know the cell phone internet thing is so sick i mean like this is like part of my whole like against society stance that i have you know like i just just love being a biker i just want to ride and get go and live under the radar as best as i can you know what i mean that's just like that's what it's about it's the most fun i know i mean austin said last night he's like his most favorite thing in the whole world there's nothing more favorite to him than riding choppers and camping maybe ayahuasca amen i don't have that (laughs) i haven't done that yet but no i'm not interested in that but i i agree i totally agree it's the it's i love it i've been doing it all summer with the with the coronavirus time it, you know it's been like chill like i've been able to you've gotten it. out more than anybody i know this summer trying to yeah well i'm glad you did because it drug a lot of us out to some places we would have never found otherwise six cycles run success next year's gonna be a doozy I, i'm telling everyone get ready this is the open it's an open invitation choppers only international invitation internationally I'd love to get some some Japanese dudes out there, maybe some Sweden dudes. Like, dude, Canadians get my. Where are my Canadians at? They all want to come here and ride. This ride gives you everything. It it's does. like the American dream, chopper dream. You leave San Bernardino, fucking Purdue, and you cut through the desert. We stop at an insane bar. We're up in the mountains. There's a steakhouse for dinner that's like all old Western style killer food. Cliffs to jump off of, rivers to swim in and fucking float down. Girls are invited too. There was like three babes, three biker babes from the babes right out babes on this trip. Ladies welcome. Totally. No rules. It actually I think having No problem. Having them in the mix, uh It was good. Yeah, some female energy is kinda nice on one of those. I don't know what this like whole like separation thing's all about. Like Babes right out. Dudes pull out. Dudes pull out right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get in so much trouble <laughs> when I make the T-shirt. <laughs> oh. 
I don't think most people will not under- get the get the joke, except for just being like, "What the fuck?" That's well, you gotta have a good exactly illustration where they'll be like, "Wait a minute, okay, I get it." For the record, Al does not pull out. <laughs> just want you all to know that. <laughs> Clearly, how many how many kids are we up to now? Three that I know of. Three that we know of. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe more. <laughs> yeah, that's you're an official. You're not like a dude in a with a kid and a wife anymore you're like super dad kid 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 wife got a lot of kids it's fun so they say hilarious shit every single day i bet that's entertaining Mm -hmm. and you've balanced it somehow with the bikes that's not easy to do I don't know if I balanced it. I'm just doing, I'm just rolling, trying to go with the flow here, man. You know, I'm trying to ride as much as I can and then take care of business too, you know? If you could, not easy. if you could pick one more place to go this summer, where would you want to go on like a good ride? Hmm, 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 Well, I'll tell you what I intended on doing at the beginning of summer and I did not do because of coronavirus was the uh, AMCA Roadrunner Road Run, which was in June. Of course, it's postponed one year. Um, and you base the ride is based in Kanab, Utah, and it's a three-day run where day one is Grand Canyon, day two is Zion, day three is Bryce. And every day you make like this pretty epic loop of a run. And there's Those food. There's some, and those you some great up, spots. You end up in this little town, Kanab, which is a really cool town. It's like It's like a... The hub of of adventure, you know, it's close to all these like fantastic national parks. And I did this run. They do the run uh, when you the AMCA. If you have an AMCA chapter, you're supposed to put on a run once every five years. So five years ago, I did it with uh, Jeremiah from Love Cycles, mm-hmm. and um, uh, and then of course two hundred other fucking badass old dudes on restored bikes, and I mean like insane, insane. You're just like all day writing oh there's a 36 knucklehead no big deal oh there's a hundred thousand dollar indian you yeah. know four that's just fall hauling ass down the road with, no his, with, with his chick on the back <laughs> it's rad it was super cool and all those dudes used to be into choppers almost all of them you know and so like they're just like they're they're cool like they like they're not like i don't know if i had like at first i was thinking like oh they're gonna be kind of like not cool with us young young guns but hell no like they like dude Vince fucking rolls around with like a case of beer strapped to the back of his knucklehead. It's like a thirty-eight knucklehead with a stack of fucking beer. I'm like, that's so badass. They're all smoking weed and shit. <laughs> it was, a lot of, lot of it those, was cool. A lot of those dudes started in choppers. Yeah. There's an arc to this, and you've been through a lot of it already. I feel like you've kind of arced early in a few of your pursuits. Are you like referring to stock bikes? Yeah, going the the resto route and uh, stock route, and even the racing that you've done. Love choppers. Always will love choppers. You'll not. You'll. You're hard pressed to have more fun on a motorcycle than riding on like. I could even add a shovel head chopper on top of all that, but they're the best. They are the best. They are the best. They breathe the best. I, they, I don't want to talk about what makes them the best. I'm just saying they're they, the fucking best. They are. You don't even need to know. Just know. I mean, you don't even need to know why. What you year s- were you born? 1985. So you're in, I mean, well, no, no you, first missed year it. Evo. you missed it by a year. First year Evo, yeah, and my 1985 yeah. FXR is at beef spot right now. Okay, He's first getting it year. Tuned. I finally got my birth year bike. Well, then there goes the choppers. 
Yeah. You're gonna be an FX. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I have I've ridden a few Evos before. I had a Evo Sportster for thirty days. Um and I sold it to my friend Nina and it became her chopper. I liked it, it was cool. It was just like too easy. Mm. I don't know. I was just like uh I don't know, like that guy this morning, he showed up on that newer Harley. It's rad dude, you know, he has a chopper too, but well, he, his he, name was Jay, right? Jay, yeah. He was out like on like a long ride. Yeah. He's from Utah. Really nice guy. Um, you know, he's just sitting there staring at us while we're all kicking our bikes at the gas stop. Yeah. I hated that. I hated sitting there. I, I if I if I get this FXR, like I'm stoked to go like on a really long. When I get this FXR, I'm stoked to go on like a really long far ride. Yeah, where I can cover like way more ground. You know, like most of the riding I did in NorCal, I like drove to NorCal and then unloaded there and then rode mm-hmm. around. Like we did some pretty nice rides this summer up there, but like. On the FXR, you just jam up. It would be pretty nice, and it's so smooth, and you go going 100 miles an hour, and it's like no big deal. So I, I'm, 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 I'm pretty excited to like check it out, see what it's all about. But if I don't like it, like, no harm, no foul. I'm gonna check in I'll with you it. because I get scared that you get used to that, and then you're like, ah, oh, dude, because I, I could take my. Because I've seen everybody do it. That's I could put Brittany one. on the back with saddlebags. Know, it could be stuffed with all her crap. You know, we could go ride and camp. Like she can't really enjoy, like, experience the chopper like camping thing with me. Um, dudes that do pack their lady with all their stuff, like I don't know how you do that. I do not know how you do. I bring I too much stuff. I bring so much stuff when I go camping. I like to be comfy. So. You can, whatever you can fit in your pockets, honey. Hop on. We're going. Yeah, I know. Like some of these old dudes, like that's how they lived back in the day. That's Does rad, uh, that's badass? But my my wife gets really curious about our trips. Oh, like she's always like, so what do you guys? talk about what are you <laughs> i don't it's hey, not a talk. jealousy thing we it's don't a, talk we're at the strip club what are you talking about <laughs> you went where <laughs> it's kind of funny because she can go out with her girls and i'm just kind of like yeah awesome like it's cool. i yeah. love strippers but i only see them once a year <laughs> in vegas in vegas at, on dvr <laughs> and we haven't been for two years running now so my 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 quote i love strippers is just like fake and pathetic like i haven't seen a stripper in like two years you're gonna have to get that fxr and just jam up to vegas yeah i don't go by myself like that's like eh, that's pretty dark that's kind of i don't need to go by (laughs) put it that way i have have a beautiful wife yeah that will take her clothes off anytime well but just take her with you to the strip club she's not she doesn't like it no she's not she doesn't like that I've never taken my wife to a strip club. Some chicks are like super down. I I've haven't been her. to a strip club since I was married. I honestly, I'm not, I don't share your sentiment there. Like yeah, I feel I a little gross when I'm in there. And I have like a, like a sympathy problem. Sure. If there's like a girl that's not getting much attention and she's dancing oh, you, and not making much money. You want to like, give the, that I'm one? Like, God, I should attention. probably go to that. And that just, <laughs> that's just a terrible situation to be in. You just got the the wrong outlook on the whole thing. Dude, that's how if I was If they born. didn't want to do it, they wouldn't be there. <laughs> They're doing it for me. I love it. They love it. It's a win-win situation. I'm glad you I'm glad you see it that way. I'm not the only one. Mm. It's it, it, it deters me from stepping in those facilities though. And yeah. the ATM's way too accessible. I had a buddy one time. I was like, "Dude, I need to get some money." He's like, "I know where there's an ATM." <laughs> <laughs> inside the strip inside club. Inside the strip club. And they had a buffet, so we ended up eating there. Was it good? 
Actually, it was pretty good. I've heard the like Oregon, Portland, Oregon is like like the. Do you mind if I keep? Is that I don't hitting it's you not, in the face. No, it's not bothering you? me at all. I'm smoking my dad grass. I don't quite understand. It's not weed. Is that what you're saying? No, it's not. There's no THC, um, so you don't get that tripped out feeling. And CBD is just kind of like a anxiety. It's the miracle drug. It, it's amazing. But these really relax you and don't like you can go drive home or whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. I gave you one. Are you going to try it? You know what? I I'll would give lo- you another I'll one. Take, I'd like to take another one because I think it might be crushed. Mm. Yeah. I might have fucking killed it. I'll give you another one. Okay. I'll be able to get it home. So if you had to do another ride this summer, you'd go to I, a strip club. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I understand. I think it was the Palomino. Mm. <laughs> that was the last one I was in mm. in Vegas. It's gonna be different. Wonderful, this year. wonderful girls down there. Just yeah, wonderful. DVR is gonna be different this year. Yeah, DVR doesn't go to Vegas anymore. I guess I don't know. I don't know why, but so the best part of DVR. <laughs> well, you're all tired. You're all dirty. You get a fucking nice ass hotel room. Like fucking get a go out to like a killer dinner. Like it's fun. The last year, my I w- favorite tattoo shop in the world is in Vegas. What is it? Downtown Tattoo. Okay, and it's awesome. The last everyone should go there. The last year I went was well, I went last year to Death Valley, but I went in between the rides on my birthday. Uh, so yeah, I went. I we went. Go. Well, no, no, no. Well, I it, I only did first day because I wasn't want to party, so I didn't go. Well, to the, the group split off, and there was the one group that went then, and the one group that went then, and I just was like, "Fuck mm, it, this mm. is the weekend I can go. I'll go by oh, myself." Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Last year was kind of crazy. It cause... was weird, but this year, um, well, you know, the year before that, when we were headed to Vegas. Speaking of that, uh, Apollo had his accident and took a right. bunch of guys. That happened right next to me. Yeah. Poor guy. I just sold my bike. I couldn't go that year. <laughs> I've just finished this knucklehead chopper. And I think I had like, this was two years ago. I think I had like $18 in my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> that's, lo- that's love, man. I right just there. finished that's it. That's commitment. And R- Ryan was like, sick, you're going on the trip? I was like, I sent him a screenshot of my bank account. And he was like, I'll pay for your whole trip. I was like, the bike's already sold. I put it on Instagram for sale and it sold in 20 minutes. Jesus. I know. So I went from $20 to a lot more. Yeah. What's the buy-in? What are you tra- what's too much to buy into the next project with you? Cuz that's your game, right? Buy low, finish, sell high. Yeah, like for years like I've would build a get a chopper together, make sure it's good, ride around a little bit. It's good to go. Send it on down the line. If we get enough money to buy another one, enough money to pay some bills and buy some tools and buy some new jeans, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, you've been doing it a while. That's been like the hustle. So, back in the day, it was six grand. You could buy a running panhead. I know. That was my that was my back in the day. I'm sure people are laughing like back in the day it was thirty five hundred bucks. You know, like, yeah. It was. It was for sure. Um, I got my first bike for thirty five hundred bucks. Well, not my first big twin, which was a shovel head. It was in perfect condition, thirty five hundred bucks, yeah. which is still. I mean, you could still buy a code shovel for thirty five hundred bucks. Yeah. We just bought Ralphie's bike. Super nice, 1981 running shovel head. Really, just like a nice old man bike. Cherry, it was four grand. Yeah, and um, there were several others for 35. He paid four to pay, get a little bit nicer, and then we're gonna 
We're trying to get him on the run, to be honest. Yeah. Get it done by then? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the chassis is pretty much done. He just, we started pulling the motor and trans out. I got uh, just yesterday or day, day before we left on this. I guess that was Monday then. Yeah, Monday he started pulling the motor and trans out and had it like a really – I never, you know, I don't really fuck with cutting shovels, so I'm like looking in here. I'm like, it had like a BDL belt drive, and I run BDLs. Yeah, a little different than the stock clutch. And he's like, "How do you get this off?" I'm like, "I do not know." So I just start going at it, but like, it's like stuck on there. Like, I gotta get. I, I was like, I don't have a puller oh, that's gonna fit this taper shaft. Yeah, so I gotta yeah. go. Get, I gotta go buy a puller or something to get that. Get that clutch. You don't have a clutch out puller. I I have one for a Harley one. It's a little it, bit. It'll fit with the BDL. It's different. I think. That Not this setup. It this, won't. This setup had no pins coming out of it. It's like I just have to get behind it and pop it off. Oh. I went on YouTube and I saw the guy was just like, on the installation of it, he said you're just supposed to like smother the shaft with red Loctite. Yeah. And so I'm assuming, that <coughs> how this bike was built was very dad, dad approved. I'm sure he has it had Loctite on everything. You know. Yeah. I'm sure it's just like Loctite it on. It'll come off. But it was also at the end of the day, I was like, all right, we're done. And then we had dinner. <laughs> Close and that door. The next morning, it was like, I was like, I'm leaving in the morning. I've, I've had enough of this. Ralphie, you're on your own. Yeah, he went, while I was gone this week, he went up north to go get, run some errands and stuff. And he's going to come back. He's only got he's only got a couple more weeks at uh, Six Cycles before he's leaving for fire camp. He's going to fire camp? You yeah. kind of adopted Ralphie, didn't you? Yeah, I took him in. Well, he was Chase's. And then um, Chase died, and no, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> Chase died. He's gone. You're right. I haven't seen him in a long time. He moved to the East Coast. He's like on a job and on doing on a job in the East Coast. Like oh, good some, for him. Some, some, some construction type shit. So Chase is dead. He's gone. And Ralphie didn't really have too many places to go in between this like Corona time, and he was like applying for. Uh, this like firefighter training program and he got accepted and uh he's leaving at the end of october that's a serious thing man those guys were out here for two weeks yeah he's he's heading for wildland firefighter he's gonna be a cal fire i got so much respect for those guys so many of them are into bikes too he's he's he 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 understands the job um but he's doing it for the pussy oh that's what he said he said it's 90 percent driven by him possibly getting laid by being a firefighter i said you know what i can't back like this anymore i think that's just the best reason to do it i've ever heard go go boy go get yeah. some <laughs> i mean i don't know how much time those guys get off to go chase tail they get a lot of time off they, i mean you have like they? all you have like all winter off like you have winter to get oh, laid true. summer to party with your bros on the mountain yeah that's true it's like a fun job no, they were these I'm guys. Right. They they told me they told me a lot about their routine. It sounds yeah. pretty awesome. But then they also showed me some videos of some fires that they were in the middle of, that I was just shocked to see that they lived through. Yeah, but my older brother just got out of fire camp. Um, he was in for two years, and uh, so he this whole crazy fire season. He was just like out there. All he just got out. How many brothers do you have? On the middle, so I have two older and younger. Okay. I met your younger brother then, right? Is he who picked you up? No, my older brother's the one who picked me up. Your older brother yeah. picked you up. He's the one that just got out of fire camp. And um he's kinda trying to we're just trying to figure out what to do next. He's doing pretty good. Um You guys are all pretty close in age. 
he actually my older brother is five years older than me and then my younger brother's uh two years younger than me so me my little brother and i were like super tight growing up we skated like every day together and did everything race motocross and all that shit like snowboard every day but for the past like 10 years he's been a drug addict and now he's in jail <laughs> oh he's still in jail he's in jail yeah. mm. you guys grew up with motorbikes then uh-huh yeah socal baby it's a good start motocross central motocross heaven have you ever heard of richie canyon yeah i have crusty demons of dirt mm-hmm. those are great videos that's like that's like where i grew up in the middle of that yeah, my backyard is Richie Canyon, so like that house where I grew up, so I could just go right out my back door, and it was just like unlimited free riding, and tons of pros would be out there every you know every weekend. When Supercross was in town, it was like Jeremy McGrath, Jeff Emig, like all the like my fucking heroes would just be out riding around. I was a little kid with my fucking KX80, you know, and I'd be like following them around. KX80, that was your first bike. Uh huh. It's a good start. I had a. Uh I had a few little mini bikes when I was a kid. That's what, I guess, primed the pump for all this nonsense. I actually had a little scooter. It was like a, my next door neighbor gave it to me. So if you can get it running, you can have it. It was like a Suzuki scooter. Uh-huh. And, uh, I, and like in an afternoon of cleaning the carburetor out, I was probably like 11 or something like that, you know, really young. We were just like, we had skate helmets on. My little brother was on the back and we were just like, ripping around town on this like scooter hopping curbs and shit and uh we had been bugging my mom for motocross bikes forever like we want her we want them so bad but she was just like they're so dangerous no 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 no. you know wait 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 no and then uh my dad's like such a dirt bike guy he was just like you know he was like he made it happen so christmas morning um I, when i was 12 i just turned 12 and i came downstairs and uh my mom is she's so cool she had like two motocross helmets sitting there and like at my i had a green one and my little brother had a red one and there was a set of red gloves and a set of red and like a jerseys you know and uh and then there was like one more present you know like they weren't even wrapped they're just chilling we're like oh cool and then she was like yeah for your scooter so you can obviously have like legit like dirt bike helmets now we're just like oh my god mom i remember a dirt bike helmet on a scooter like so lame and she's like, and then there was like a little craftsman socket set. She's like, hey, you can work on your scooter now, you know? And we were like, cool, thanks. Like so disappointed, but like trying to be like not an asshole. And she's like, oh, can I take a picture of you holding your scooters? And we're just like, what? No, like this is not like my mom's behavior. Like, come on. Something's stand, up. Stand next to the tree holding your, your, your helmet. Like, and we're just like. Ah, like so reluctantly doing this. And then she's like, oh, it's too dark. Can you open the blinds? And, like, the blinds, so the, we had the big window right there, and I just, like, open it, and there was two dirt bikes sitting outside right out the window. I get, like, teary-eyed just thinking about this, <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> um, uh, my, it was a 1982 or 3 KX80, and my brother had a 1985 CR80. They were like five hundred dollar dirt bikes. They were kind of cheap, but like, sure, but it's but a they, keys oh to the my kingdom, God, man. that was the first bike with a clutch, just right there. Yeah, we were just like, what? Like seven a.m. Kicked the door down, just like wing, ding, 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 <laughs> like ripping him up and down the street. It was insane. That's beautiful. And like from That's that day on, thing. it's like it was just on. Like twelve to like eighteen years old, I was on a dirt bike like every day. 
there's no going back once you get that hook sunk that deep when you're young. Yeah. Because you say, I mean, I've never flown a plane or done anything like that. I can imagine you could be flowing on a plane. I imagine so, but... Maybe, you know, that flow feeling. Also, I've heard, though, and, you know, I read, I read a few interviews with Robert Robert Persigs, who, um, who wrote Zen in the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Mm. He was a licensed pilot. Terrible be- book. Before he was committed. Uh, regardless, he... Um, he lost his license when he was committed to flying, and that's why he got into bikes. And he said that his experience on a bike was better than a plane because he was he had he was put more into the elements. Like mm. the trees were closer, yeah. the road is connected. He was like, on a plane, you don't get that. It's beautiful, but it's not the same. So that's flying does scare the shit out of me. So I, I'm not really like that interested. But it sounds sick. I just like airplanes. The way the way oh, I yeah. like choppers, fighter jets, dude. Oh so god, sick. I look at them. They have that line, and for me, a lot of the interest is is also visual. I'm a highly visual person, so you know, I think that's why the practicality of a chopper is not that strong, but the visual simplicity is. There's nothing like it. Yeah, I lo- I mean, I hear you. Not don't agree, but. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it can be practical, as practical <laughs> as you kidding. make it. I'm but. just kidding. Like, don't say anything bad about my shovel head. It's the best. It's the most perfect motorcycle on the planet. <laughs> don't mind all the little fucked up parts about it, but otherwise, it's perfect. It's a beautiful bike, man. You did a good. You should be proud of it. Speaking of, it's about time for me to hop on that. This has been wonderful. I'm well. I'm looking at your bike right out the window. It's you waiting see. for you, yeah. packed and ready. Yeah, I. Uh, I'm going to try to get back to San Bernardino before it gets 105 degrees. Yes, you should. Get back to work. Finish your lee pedals. you have anything else you got coming up that you want to let people know about? I was saying that uh, I was – I did mention that I was uh, – I had some stuff in the works for uh, some of the merchandise I was making for Six Cycles uh, yes. this summer. COVID kind of slowed it down, so I just was like, oh, I'm just going to make some T-shirts. Like every month I came out with a shirt. Um, September I took off. Uh Coming into October, I have some new designs. It's going to be cool. I got some cool stuff coming. And so, and where can people find it? My Instagram page is the best way to keep updated. And your Instagram is? BlackboardAl, I think. I'll Under, put underscore it. Underscore Al. I'll, I'll You'll put find a link it. to it. Yeah. Just I'll make sure Blackboard. people find it. I'm, I, I, I should change it to Six Cycles Al, but now it's just like. Oh You're kind of known. Change. Yeah. Like changing your Instagram name, it's like Jesus Christ. There's probably a way to do both. I'm sure you'll. No, you it can out. have it on. It's like I st- now I'm a guy that's got multiple Instagrams. Like I could barely do the one I got. You know. Yeah. Pick your battles. I got a lot buddy. going on. You do have a lot. <laughs> I got going a lot going on. on, so it's hard. Like the Papa Graham off is like stuff sometimes. Well, I enjoy watching everything you put out there and what you're doing. So keep it up. Thanks, and, man. Yeah, of course. Ride safe. Thank you. Appreciate right. appreciate having me. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to episode two of the Blue Toddcast. And thank you, Al Boy, for giving me the time and going on the ride. I really appreciate it. Episode three will uh, take a little while because I have a ton of footage to go through from TVR. But I am so excited because it's a great story and we had an exciting ride. It will be narrated by none other than Sean Dugan. And if you don't know who that is... Lucky you, because you're about to find out. I'm very excited. Just a couple things, actually. Go to my website, uh, if you don't mind, and if you're interested in um, 
pair of my jeans. They will be for sale on the site. If they aren't yet, they will be. My book is up there. Get a copy of that if you enjoy these adventures. And also I have some prints for sale. Or just go browse through my photography if you like pictures from the road because there's a lot of it and I'll be updating that regularly, adding to that. Thank you again, everyone. I can't wait till next episode. I hope you can either. Bye-bye.